Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An underdog fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, the third day of training camp practices are over, so I'm here to share my observations once again and my thoughts. You can listen to the first two episodes post-practice. Both are quick listens. Go check them out. Don't forget to check out my work on ESPN.com along with that of my NFL Nation colleagues. It's one-stop shopping for your NFL needs. Now, let's get to it. All right, we're going to start with the topic nobody wants to discuss, but it's kind of necessary now. So unfortunately, the vaccine and COVID issue continues to linger as Washington now has four players on the COVID list. Doesn't mean they all have it. Could just mean they were in contact with someone who does have it. So there's still more to learn here. And this isn't about shaming or anything like that. Whether or not you like the vaccination or not, the fact that Washington has a low rate compared to the rest of the NFL teams remains a point of concern for the organization. This isn't a political statement. It's not as if all the players who haven't been vaccinated have done so for the same reason. But it is a basic football one. It's hard enough to stay healthy in this sport, and now they have another worry. Even Ron Rivera said it's a bigger concern than last year because of how quickly it can spread. I know people are tired of these questions from the media. Trust me, we're tired of asking them. There's not a single person in this room who says, oh, good, we can keep asking about a situation that nobody wants to be in. It's not the case, but it is a potential underlying issue, not just here, but for the rest of the NFL and, heck, society. But in Washington, because of the low, again, because of the low rates of vaccination, you just wonder how does that play out? And again, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't impact anything at all, but we'll see. Today was the most chippy day of training camp. It started with Tamaric Hemingway getting upset with Chase Young after a play. They started going at it. There were some words. Charles Leno corralled Hemingway. Ron Rivera got in the middle of it. Then Montez Sweat started in, and both he and Hemingway had to be held back. 
Meanwhile, again, Rivera was in the middle trying to calm things down. Then there was Brandon Sheriff, who was playfully shoving defensive backs away and clearly seemingly joking about it with others. It was not some big, massive fight. I've seen a hell of a lot worse. But it provided Rivera, as he said, a teaching moment. He said Young loves to talk on the field. You can't let him get you out of your game if that's the case because it's going to happen another game, and you can't. You have to handle it there too. Rivera isn't a fan of the fighting, but he doesn't mind players talking because the players have to learn how to handle that in the game. By the way, a couple of reps later, the series ended, and Young was all smiles talking to Terry McLaurin, walking over, talking to some of the old linemen. Did not see him talking to Hemingway at that point, but you figure they probably talk later. One thing that Young does do is bring groups together. It sounds simple, and it's funny saying it after he gets in a, it gets in a little bit of a tussle, but it, but it is something that he does well. He mingles among many groups. He hangs out with offensive guys, and it's genuine. It's not often you get guys like that who can who are also like the level of player that Young is. And I think it's very important to have guys who can go from one group to another to another. One reason I felt like the 2015 team did better than anticipated was because they had guys like that. Will Blackman, Will Compton, guys who could bring groups together. It's a little thing, but it's also big. Young is not fake with it either. It was also interesting to hear Rivera talk about different players who have been willing to mentor the guys behind them or next or some of the younger guys. Young does it. Heck, he gave Montez Sweat, this is what happened last year, he gave Montez Sweat some tips on his pass rush techniques. Somebody close to Young asked him, like, Why, what are you doing? You're giving away some of your secrets. Young told this person, if it helps Sweat, it helps him and it helps the team. So that's why he had no issue doing it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rivera singled out guys like Brandon Collins and Brandon Sheriff and John Boston, guys who are more than willing to help others. Sheriff has tutored Sam Cosme, the rookie tackle, on different looks by the defense, how he can handle them. You know, there's some basic things about how you handle your body, how you handle life in the NFL, but you also have to help with techniques. And you see him talking to Cosme about various either techniques or, again, the looks by the defense, because the looks by the defense give you the clue as to what they're going to do. So when you're able to master that, then you have a chance to know how what you need to do before the ball is snapped. That's a big deal. Bostic would be, and I've said this before, and I even talked to him about this a couple years ago, Bostic would be a very good coach someday if he wanted to become one. With how informed he is, the guy is a massive, massive tape studier, and how willing he is to help younger linebackers like Jamin Davis even if it means play, less playing time for him. Now, today, they had Davis um, and Bostic working as in the sub-package with the starters. They had Holcomb on the second group in the sub-packages. Again, they did this last year, just trying to see who fits where and w- what they can do. Not everybody in the NFL is willing to help the way these guys are. So, it, I mean, trust me, there are a lot of guys who don't want to help at all. So to have a few guys like this in this role, I'll include Ryan Fitzpatrick as well. It can only help. You can see the defensive versatility today again and the possibilities that exist because of it. 
When Washington's defense has both Cam Curl and Landon Collins on the field, it provides different players with good blitzing abilities, two safeties with good blitzing abilities. Makes it hard for the offense to know who's going, to, who might be coming and where. On one, one blitz today, the offense had a max protection front, slid it over to Chase Young with all the others covered up. Collins came through inside because they weren't sure which one was going to come. He comes through on a blitz for what would have been a sack. With the safeties they have, they can match up with different style of offenses. And again, I think that's key because you play so many different styles throughout the course of a season. That versatility applies up front as well. You clearly don't want Montez Sweat dropping into coverage too often. We know that. But he did it last year at times, as did Chase Young, and he can do so now again because of on his own blitz. Fans freak out every time those guys drop, but his own blitz requires somebody to drop, and he can do so. They have two of the most athletic ends in the game. And by the way, Sweat had. Uh, by the way, on the one time where I saw Sweat did drop, um, there was a, a nice little stunt up front, and Jonathan Allen batted down a pass. So it does lead to some confusion when you're able to do things like that. By the way, Sweat had another solid day. I mean, he's he's looked really good. So that that um, you can feel good about that. Ron Rivera mentioned Steven Sims in the press conference and said he looks more explosive. I think so as well. I think that was an issue, something to watch going to camp last year. I've always liked Steven Sims and continue to do so, despite knowing he has had a, he has a tough road to earn a spot. There again, it was never about his quickness. It's always been about his hands and reliability and their coach's ability to trust him. He's not going to beat out Adam Humphreys, but if he plays well, he can make a strong case for himself to stick around. He has flashed on the field. Collins told us he feels if he's mo- as if he's moving around better than he was before his Achilles injuries. It's hard to disagree. He's mostly worked with the starters, get along, whether it's alongside Cam Curl, Bobby McCain. He's also worked at times with the twos. He had a, he's had a couple nice breakups in camp, and today he had another one. Coming down in a ball on a crosser to Dax Milne to break it up. Nearly a pick, but a really good break on the ball from Collins, playing from a deep half. Quarterback Taylor Heineke had another series with the ones today. I like how he and Fitzpatrick work together. It's a good room. He said Fitzpatrick has helped him with various things. There's clearly a knowledge gap here, but Heineke but Heineke does seek help. Fitzpatrick does give it. And it's funny because one of the things that Heineke said he's been working on today or in camp is throwing better to his left. He felt like he, that's been a weakness of his, and so he's got to get better there. He also acknowledged that because he doesn't have the greatest arm strength, that he's got to be on time with everything, and that means with his feet, with his eyes, with everything, because that's how he can get it imagined. It's funny because you saw, you did see that last year. He was on time with a lot of throws, and it's one of the things that I always liked about him. He does throw a nice ball as well, and he was he was fine with the starters. I think we're going to see. I think it's just good to get him some reps there. Um, I can't say there were times where these quarterbacks are providing a lot of wow moments. I don't think that's who they are. Um, so we'll see what happens in preseason games again. I think that Fitzpatrick remains the clear the clear guy who you would have put money on to start, but I think the more Heineke can push him and the more comfortable he is with the ones, the better off they are in case Fitzpatrick does start and stumbles. Now you have a guy ready to go in who has experience with them. Terry McLaurin got William Jackson the third on another deep ball today, catching traffic down to the left side that drew big applause from the fans, of course. Fitzpatrick on the throw. McLaurin has been a standout, as you would expect. It's not just about sheer talent with him. It's about a guy with talent and a desire to get better, and he's a great competitor. I continue to be impressed by um, defensive end James James Smith-Williams. Saw him get by Sadiq Charles a few times. Charles was playing right tackle with power and then cutting inside. 
Charles needed help on a few occasions, and a couple of times I think Smith Williams would have either gotten a sack or a pressure. And by the way, I did see Charles taking some reps at guard in in, um, in the walkthroughs um, as well. So just for whatever, he's mostly spent time at tackle. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. On Saturday, I'll have a practice report plus a conversation with the voice of the Washington football team, Ram Weinstein. Talk to you next time.